Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like, at what point is a high hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. And on this week, the Finns are up. Buck the Bronco is riding strong. Henry, it is the battle for Brisbane, the Dolphins v Broncos. Are you excited? As excited as I am. Joe Dwyer, friend, brother, and man who's been illegally eating dolphin meat for the better part of 20 years <laughs> and showing no apologies for it. I'm as pumped about a footy game as I have been in a while, and I'm incredibly excited to dive into it with you. Few things up top. I just want to quickly mention, mate. Please. Uh, I, uh, if the audio today is even less ideal than usual on this podcast, apologies. We are we are doing this. I'm on my phone because yeah. my laptop. In one of the most heart sinking moments, just my laptop won't turn on, so I've had to take. Well, it, to it was well, it was confiscated, guy. wasn't it? By the um, was it the child? <laughs> No, what? no, I don't think it was. You're it was thinking confis- of Catch Me If You Can. I think you've oh, recently no, th- watched th- Stephen. No, no, I, th- no. I think your laptop was confiscated by um some of one of the police agencies, no, but I, I just the, can't remember who. What you're confusing is that the agency confiscated it to show in a school to be like, this is what a perfect web browser history looks like. Oh, they, okay. they confiscated my, to show the files in my computer to be like, and kids, in case you were wondering what someone who's totally clean looks like, this yeah. is that laptop. Okay. Well, that's very justifiable, Henry. And that's, uh, but they, they never found the second laptop, right? No, they never found oh, the other one. So, dodged. Well, that's there actually, we that's an iPad. That's actually a Microsoft. <laughs> I'm actually a tablet. Uh, that, that's, I'm, a, I'm a tablet. actually a tablet. Some guy, getting, some guy getting arrested and like the police being like, this laptop. He's like, um, excuse me, it's a tablet. Excuse me, it's a Microsoft Surface Pro. It's it's really intuitive. It's kind of a tablet and a laptop in one. Like, anyway, we uh, we confiscated four terabytes from your laptop. Uh tablet, tablet. You can't you um, confiscated. Well, yeah, I'm not confessing. Again, it's a tablet. Again, it's a I'm, tablet, and I've told you that many times. Uh, mm. Yeah, good times. Um, but, my, yeah, I, I guess another thing, just as we're talking about w- the Battle of Brisbane, and there was another yeah. Battle of Brisbane, which we'll do another episode on at some point as well. Yeah. Well, this is the Battle yeah. for Brisbane, I think. I think oh, that's is that what they're the, calling it? Yeah, I think that's the difference. I've also heard the River City Rumble, which is fun but a little trying too hard. That's good. Yeah. Anyway, what what have you got? I think, I think there's a... A battle for Brisbane. I like the battle for Brisbane in that it's the implication that whoever does win on Friday night owns the city and can impose martial law if they want. Yeah, really. Any any sort of laws they can. Um, do we have anything further in housekeeping, Hen, before we dive into battle for Brisbane? I was going to speak to the mangroves. Yeah, uh, quick, quick fact, mangroves. fact, well over half sold, about 60, 65% tickets sold. So that ultimately means there'll be about, you know, 150-odd tickets left ever to come see the mangroves. That's pretty special. That's pretty incredible. 
So if you've been tempted to go, if you've got friends who are on the fence, just grab a ticket, 20 bucks, see us at the zoo, last show ever. Um, and we're also playing a warm-up show, sadly, without Henry, uh, at the Cave Inn in Woolloongabba on the 31st of March, playing some some deep cuts and B-sides as, a, as an open warm-up for the zoo. So if you want to see uh, see the magic happen in a really random bar in Woolloongabba, you can come to that Friday, 31 March. Yeah, very sad to be missing that one. Yeah, oh, my gosh. If, if you were thinking about sleeping on mangroves tickets any longer, just put that idea right out of the noggin because they're flying. It's, it's uh, tough. Mate, well, I suppose we should uh, get into this. Now, we should say up top, we are not an NRL podcast. If no, you this want... will not be a footy chat per se. No. It's, about, it's about what this game is going to mean for Brisbane and the vibes. Totally. This is a fairly historic night coming up on Friday for Brisbane. And, yeah, as we say, like if you want your... If you want your analysis of the game and the footy side of it, or even if you want your analysis of like the history of the Dolphins and, and a more like a, a deep cut into all of that, there's plenty of plenty of places you can go for it. We we do more want to talk about like what this means and what we're observing about the introduction of a second NRL team to Brisbane because it's been well, and we'll get into it, mate. Not to not to step on ourselves, but I've been very surprised by. I guess the early signs of overwhelming success at the concept of bringing in a franchise, both in results and culture. Totally, I think, I think that's what's taken everyone aback, and particularly the uh, the success the Dolphins have had in picking up people who aren't historically big rugby league fans is is something we'll talk about. It's it's actually, but I'll say at the outset, it's funny that I actually now think going for the Dolphins is the trendy thing to do in Brisbane. Like, if you're going to the game on Friday night, particularly if you're a young person, the trendy thing is, oh, fins up, I'm a Dolphins fan now. It's actually, I'm actually being a bit edgy and different by my continued support for the Brisbane Broncos. Well, yeah, we'll get into the contrarian question. And I again, I've been completely blown away by what I've observed from being outside Brisbane as to how this has played out over the last couple of weeks. But, mate, before we do that, do, do we want to briefly set the stage as to the battle for Brisbane in case you're someone who maybe you follow professional billiards and you're not across NRL? For all the badminton and billiards fans out there who are listening to this, hearing about rugby league for the first time, let's set the stage. What do you say we just go to the Osborne Hotel and catch up? <laughs> I had that one for a while. I had that one for a while. I pressed the wrong button, but there we go. Uh, Henry. I, mean, I missed that one. <laughs> That's a cracker. Uh, happy with that. That's a good one. Um, so, this will be a very uh, loosely a historical understanding, but essentially, the Brisbane Broncos as a creation was created from nothing in 1988 to be a Brisbane team that plays in the NSWRL, as it was then known. So you can think of it as they made it up essentially out of thin air to represent all of Brisbane in the NRL. Now, the background of the Dolphins is very, very different because they've been a team that's been around for, I think, 70, 80, 90-odd years playing in the Brisbane Rugby League Premiership and then the Queensland Cup. So that this is a, a deeply historic team with roots in the Redcliffe community. Of course, the Redcliffe Dolphins whereas now they're from the uh, the town of the, uh, a joke that even <laughs> the most concussed rugby league players have managed to get out. I love it because everyone can see what's <laughs> funny about, oh, they're from the, uh, and we, we'll take the bait as well. But, yeah, Henry, it's, it's a fascinating blend of history because 
in one sense, it's a very historic team that's just making its fourth ever game in the NRL. On the flip side, it's the Broncos that have been NRL powerhouses. But in terms of actual history, they're 35 years old. It's not a particularly old team. It's a really good point and something that I think gets forgotten about a lot and the idea that the reason there was such uproar when the Redcliffe Dolphins were not the team entered the name of the team entered into the NRL is because yeah the Dolphins are older than the Broncos as you say the Broncos was sort of this treaty to represent all mm. of the historic sort Brisbane rugby side. league clubs yeah essentially they were they were sort of like D12 if you will in that mm. Eminem was a great rapper in his own right as were the other members of D12 and then it was the supergroup of D12 where they all got together What's and D12? to continue this d12 was a rap group in the early oh, 2000s that I'm, <laughs> and eminem was in it with a like joe i'm thinking there were 12 rappers in this group oh, from memory imagine. but as you might be able to imagine and to continue with this analogy the redcliffe dolphins are the eminem so yeah sure. there's one group of this coagulation of clubs being the redcliffe dolphins that stands out and which led, of course, to the infamous skirmish between D12 of these chicks don't even know the name of my band, a song somewhat meta in that they criticise Eminem for being so much more famous than all of them. Now, if you think about Eminem's solo career as the Redcliffe Dolphins' ascension to the NRL, that'll probably give you all the information you need to yeah. understand about yeah. this NRL club. If you're that's, one of those In fact, that, I'm going to say that's all you need to know. Yeah. These um, chicks don't even know the name of my comp. That's them singing about the Q Cup as opposed to the NRL, of which Eminem now finds himself. Hmm. And there are other comparisons between Eminem and NRL players that we won't get into. No. They, um, <laughs> they're, very, they're very poetic in their own right. Um, but to that end, Henry, the thing that I, I find just briefly interesting is, you know, as you say, it was, it was sort of a treaty um, or a... Or a D12 type situation. Pick your analogy. It was a D12. Broncos were a D12. A D12. And so there are actually a number of Redcliffe Dolphins players who ran out for Brisbane in 1988 uh, in their first team. For example, it's not off the top of my head, uh, but Rowan Teven, Greg Kinescu, both of whom I think played for uh, for the Maroons, were Dolphins players that ran out for Redcliffe. So. You know, wow. they they were the Jermaine Sarkas and Tessie News of their time. <laughs> but yeah, it the, in a way, this has been a long time coming, but it's a very odd rivalry because it's not a rivalry that has ever existed historically. It's as if, mm. like, it, it, you know, it's as if the Reds played the Wallabies all of yeah. a sudden in that it's kind of like a higher level team playing you know, a club team. Anyway, I can't fucking yeah. wait. I think it'll be great. Or if, like, Met North Atle- Athletics just invited Ironside as its own mm. entity and, you know, and met, and they didn't represent Met North. I don't know Met North because I didn't get invited. I wasn't very athletic, but uh, the polo shirts always looked sick. It is like if the Glee Club decided to take <laughs> on Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The juniors. Yeah, like, the juniors. Yeah. They're not so going they, up against like vocal adrenaline in sectionals. They're like, no, no, no we're playing against Fleetwood Mac. For those playing along at home, that was two lads trying to be cool and do a sports podcast, and within minutes are talking about vocal adrenaline. Yeah, <laughs> which honestly, <laughs> that's what that came that came far too easy to my mind. The so, rival, Joe, I think as well, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, you put it well. So, 
if anyone has watched Dawn of the Dolphins on Stan, worth Watch noting it. as well that for all the criticism they copped, I don't think they were actually even allowed to call their team the Red Cliff Dolphins because- no. Yeah. Which I, I don't feel this. like they communicated well enough to the public <laughs> during the bid process that the they were like, hey, guys, think, we can't call it the Redcliffe Dolphins. Well, yeah, because there's already a Redcliffe Dolphins stacked in the Q Cup. They're still competing. So this Dolphins, very infamously, was called the Dolphins. They didn't go with Brisbane Dolphins or North Brisbane Dolphins or anything like that. So they're just the Dolphins. That's been well litigated. So I guess we we arrive at this point where they're in the NRL and basically- there were people saying they're going to get the wooden spoon. Wayne Bennett didn't have a very good time recruiting players during the offseason. They no. didn't sign a so-called marquee player, which we'll get into because I think that is where a bit of the surprise factor of the Dolphins lies. They they basically come in as less than underdogs, dare I would say write-offs in that people are saying they're going to be a joke. They're a new club. They're just not ready. I even had mates who did a bit of video work with them saying to me, bro, we went to their offices. Like It's like a school demountable that you get put in when they're doing renos on the year nine yeah. building. Like the pl- It's just not happening. And then all of a sudden they arrive and they have now won their first three games. They have not lost. They are undefeated in the NRL. Yeah. It's special. And they've so- got- and they've got yeah. a campaign uh, really just called Fins Up, uh, which is actually backed by a song. It's sort of the Dolphins' slogan. Uh, it's a great marketing slogan, Hen, but Fins Up has been very popular. You made the great point that mm. it's interesting that no other team has sort of tried to come up with a catchy slogan at all. Like, people uh, who don't yeah. know sports are saying Joe and I today. Everyone's getting it. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, are Joe and I equating the success of this rugby league team with a catchy two-word slogan? Yes, absolutely. 100%. And I'm in Townsville. People are saying fins up. There are people walking around in Dolphins jerseys. Something about this has just taken off. Now, I want to ask you, it's only been three weeks of the NRL season. The fins up fever is everywhere. People are messaging us about it, well, saying, I never liked NRL and now suddenly I do. People are doing the little thing with their hand, walking around. Yeah. It's it's maybe the most successful forced marketing campaign I've seen. Seriously. Would it have worked without the wins? If the Dolphins lose their first three games, yeah. are people no, walking around point. Brisbane saying fins up? Um, I think they I needed to win the first game at Suncorp that a shit ton of people went to. I think if they'd lost that or played badly, I don't think Fins Up would have gripped. Having said that, I think a lot of the people who are now saying Fins Up aren't that concerned how the Dolphins go when they go play Newcastle away. You know, they're not they're not going on Fox Sports. They might be like, oh, the Dolphins lost. I think if the Dolphins beat the Broncos, Fins Up mania will explode. Your, your doctor yeah. will be saying it. You know, the bus driver will be saying it. KF, your KFC worker. We'll start each morning with a fins up, most likely. They will. So, you know, I th- I, that's pretty clear in my mind um, as something that will happen. I think, I think as well, we, we, we have to be honest here. Something we very often criticise Sydney about is this idea, the example Joe and I usually go to is the Buddy Franklin 1,000th goal. The yeah. idea that Sydney, oh, like no other city. Oh, that's so true. Is there a bit of hypocrisy coming through? And are we learning that maybe Brisbane just didn't get given the sort of material to unite around in the same way that Sydney, for all its faults, there's always something going on. And our criticism, for those who missed it, was 
they have a hive mind like no other. Sydney more so than any place. Like recently it has been for, for very good causes, but pride. And then before that it was yeah. the Buddy Franklin thing. Another good example is that, oh, that Ned bloke. That Ned, bloke. Oh, Ned Brockman who went for a bit of a jog. Yeah, that guy. So like yeah, and- Sydney has this hive mind ability to think about one thing and care about it. Are we seeing the Sydneyfication? of Brisbane to a degree with the quick uptake of fins up and Dolphins mania. Yeah. I think yeah, as much as I've been loving fins up, that that analogy is dead on. It It's a bit of Brisbane hive mind. We're all coalescing around the same thing. But the thing that saves it is it's still a city of Broncos fans. I think there's a sector that's getting a little, a little fins up with it. But honestly, we'll have to wait and see till Friday night, and I can't wait. Are we... I am a. I'm. St- I've stayed with the Broncos. You have oh, too. Who are the do- Who are the Dolphins getting? Who are the Dolphins getting right now? I think by and large. I mean, I say anecdotally they're getting. I mean, they're clearly getting Redcliffe and a lot of the northern suburbs. I think maybe north of about, let's say, Aspley. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say north of Castledine, when people start identifying themselves, you know, as proper north. I reckon the Dolphins are just getting those people geographically. Um. I think they're getting a lot of young people. I really do. It seems like the hot ticket. It seems like this isn't, you know, your boring dad and your boring older brother went for the Reds. They went for the Broncos. They went to Wallabies games. Sure, whatever. Okay, Queensland, great. I don't mind origin. The Dolphins is something new and something you can take ownership of and take pride in that identity. And so that that's why I think mm. it's exciting. And they're a team of no names, which I think works for them because – they can't emphasize in the marketing how good we got Cameron Munster. So they're just emphasizing dolphins, dolphins, fins up, dolphins. And it means that <laughs> basically anyway, you can get on board with the dolphins with essentially no knowledge of who they are and who's coaching for them, which I think is great. I like the idea. I did see a big poster at the Brisbane airport online that said, welcome to Finland. <laughs> they're, they're just trying they're anything. Just great. Like, they're, guys, trying anything. <laughs> they're trying <Yeah>. anything. <laughs> I should, we should say as well, like the, the fins up thing is interesting in that, yeah, as you say, I wonder if this is the demythification of the marquee player. Like, not to go too far into NRL podcast territory, but Wayne Bennett's assembled this group of, as you say, effectively no names, and they're managing to put it on NRL franchises. Are there marquee players out there going like, oh, is my stock dropping a little bit? Because you're like, if you have, I mean, it's like the plot of Moneyball, isn't it? If you have a, like a whole bunch of okay players instead of one star yeah. yeah statistically speaking you're well, gonna probably do better well henry um and a little thought i had uh in the shower just a little thought bouncing around was that uh, a team of champions uh is probably mm. never going to beat a champion team you know and, and Whoa. That, that no it just and it might seem a little crazy but i tend to think a team of uh team of champions <laughs> will probably lose yes. to a champion so, team. mate sorry yeah, sorry, sorry. i know it's pretty your shower thought but i um, Crack I actually in the paper. shower as well. <laughs> well. Well, this is the joke. I've done just that. In the shower, I was actually writing on the foggy shower screen oh, and good, I wrote yes, out yeah. the word teamwork, thinking about this. And you know what I noticed, mate? <laughs> At no point did I write down the letter I. I don't think there's an I oh. in team. Well, no, let me. No, let me. No, I don't think there <laughs> no, is, I think mate. you're right. I don't think there is. Well, and there's also- an I in dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, Henry, I've just written down teamwork and it's notable that what I'm also seeing is that it makes the dream work? That's really, that's really. <laughs> Bloody inception out over of here. 
Wasn't that the final line of Inception? I think that was the. I think Leo. I think Leo turns to Michael Caine and he says, "Holy crap, that was that was quite the dream." And Michael Caine goes, "Teamwork makes the dream work." Leo. He calls him Leo. It was a very strange strange moment in that film. He breaks character to call him Leo. Pretty serious film. One of the great thrillers, apart yeah. from that weird teamwork <laughs> making the dreamwork part. At the end. No, that's Joe, a good point, if yeah. other teams were to have a fins up, because I think this is where Bronco. I'm still barracking for the Broncos. I think they're going to smash the Dolphins on Friday night. But I am scared about the fact that w- all we've got, as we've said many times in this show, da-da-da, 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 yeah. and we've we move Chelsea, our We don't have a fins up, mate. We no, have to come no. to terms with the fact that we don't have a fins up. I think I think the most egregious lack of a fins up is the Cowboys. Yeehaw type thing would be so easy. There's so much Cowboy type stuff. Well, um, can I? That, here's what here's what the Cowboys do. They do have a, a big bell they ring, a cow bell at the beginning of every game. Oh, okay, that's fine. They do go yeehaw and have a whip when a try is scored. But this is oh, not cool. crowd. This is all over the PA. Yeah. Uh, the cl- mate. In terms of laziness, the Cowboys is. Cowboys, oh, cowboys! So you just like a nasally cowboys so is bad. the closest that we. They do have an amazing song at the end though. If they win, being give you love to a cowboy man. But w- oh. what's the Broncos? We don't really have one. Bucks, well, bucks up. Is, is that a thing? I was thinking like Buck you would be a good one. They're not going to do That's it. That's good. good for the kids, but using Buck get bucked. Using get bucked. bucked yeah, could work. Get bucked. You know, using it as a shorthand for. Uh, get, like when the L card He's... was whipped out. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was appropriate. How we get away with that? <laughs> you know, yeah. Is Bronx Nation a sort oh, of miss, yeah. like a less successful attempt yeah. to do? I think the problem is it? Bronx Nation isn't fun to say, but it's a very good hashtag. Yeah. Like it's, it's not bad. No, you're no, right. Bronx Nation is definitely the Broncos equivalent of Finza. It just doesn't fucking work half as well, mate. What other teams are there? Could the could Parramatta Eels be like, it's zap time? <laughs> I'll zap you. Well, but then Melbourne could also have you know, lightning strike. You know, feel the storm thunder. warning. Like storm yeah, warning. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Storm none, none, there's a childish nah. simplicity to fins up that I love. It's amazing. It's All right, Joe. We're not an NRL podcast, so let's ask this question. It's real life, yeah. And a real life dolphin is versing a real life bronco. Who wins that fight? Okay. Now, sadly, so much of it has got to do whether it's on land in water or in water. It really so, is about who's so got the home ground advantage. My, here. But my neutral suggestion will be it takes place at a flooded Suncorp Stadium, where right. there's maybe a let's say, a, a 1.5 metres. You know, the dolphin can swim, uh, but it's not perfect, and the horse and the bronco is bogged down. Um, I actually water. think the dolphin, because I think it would be quicker and bitier. Uh, I don't think broncos are geared to fight in the way that dolphins probably can. In my mind, all sea creatures can fight, if given the chance. Without going into graphic and triggering content it's been well discussed that dolphins uh, are sexually aggressive mammals oh no that's no that's very true dolphins they have a history could that. that this is known any marine biologist will tell you which joe and i both are so you can take <laughs> our word for it i can see a world in which the dolphin uh 
sexually attacks the Bronco. Okay. Completely yeah, I, throwing the Bronco off its rhythm. Off his game, yeah. And that's not to say that's going to happen on Friday night in the human version of this. That would be quite shocking. No. But I can see a world in which nibbling, and because they are they are very aggressive animals, so maybe that, yeah, it takes the Bronco down by the legs. Because once the, do- once the Bronco's in my down, mind, no, in my it's going to be very mind, hard for it yeah. to get them. In my mind, Dolphin goes for the legs, game over. I think that's how it game goes, over. personally. But then if the Bronco can just... But even galloping on it, like, I think the Bron- the Dolphins are oh, so could slippery. Stomp, could stomp. But even trying to gutter stomp yeah, a Dolphin, right, I think it'll slip yeah, it'd out. Be like, it'd be like spearfishing in the of- open ocean. Like, you know, it can move. It's like um, it's like trying to pick up a... Like, something covered in lube is yeah. what I imagine trying to grab a Dolphin. Like, it, Dolphins oh, feel like a big... Man. Luby Schlongo. Like a big And I will say that on the news. Dolphin. I mean, don't I mean yeah. I'm sure they actually have a lubricant on them, like a like a frog. Like a they, I think they do. I think it's a defense mechanism. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so wow. Okay, That's so big. we're saying the oh, dolphin no. would win in a fight. Uh but Henry, we we're not a rugby league podcast, but just briefly, who do you think will actually win the game and by how much? I'm gonna say Broncos by eight. I'm gonna say the Broncos by 14. I actually think they'll win by plenty. Uh, Feliz Kafusi is out, confirmed. Yeah, saw injury judiciary. just then. Um, and apparently Isaiah Kato is injured, so Milford will probably play. He'll be very emotional, oh. but he's um, he hasn't been good for a little while. I saw Milford play on Sunday for the Capras against the Blackhawks really? up here. Oh, yeah, at a Q Cup game, look? and uh, not good. He didn't look. He didn't play very well. <laughs> As he has not good, right? Not uh, <laughs> not not good. Not as um, uh, final thing I just want to address, hey, Henry, is yeah, you mm, go. I was just going to say, cut to a few years in the future. Obviously, we now the number one and two teams on the NRL ladder are the Broncos and the Dolphins. Yeah. So it's a big success NRL wise. Uh we introduce a third team. Who is it? Uh Ipswich. Yeah. The switch. Ipswich give Jets. It to the, give it to the Ipswich Jets. You know, crosstown rivalry. Where you go. I'm I'm gonna give it to the South Bank hookies. And it's <laughs> represented by a big pair of lips. And it's about kiss the teams that kiss at the movies. Uh okay, mate. Well, I was I, just gonna uh, say hen, quickly. Um, I'm very, very excited. Yeah. Sadly, uh you'll be in Townsville, but I think the vibe around town on Friday is gonna be amazing. Um, you know, even it, the game's sold out. Even if you haven't got a ticket, well worth coming on down to Caxton Street. Uh, Caxton Street Brewing, great new place that's opened up beside of the old Fritzenberger. Lord Alfred, Caxton Hotel, Lefties, uh, Bl- Ivy Blue. You know, there's all sorts of fun and shenanigans mm-hmm. that are going to go down. So, oh, mate, I can't wait. It's it's as excited uh, as I've been for a regular match in the NRL probably ever. Who owns Caxton Street now? Because I've even been keeping across the Caxton Hotel's Instagram and they're uploading photos of Dolphins and Broncos fans. Okay, Because so, it's technically an away game for the Broncos, isn't it? Yeah, that's the weird thing. Okay, I think the Caxton is too far gone down the Broncos rabbit hole. It can it can throw out a Dolphins bone. Um, fascinatingly, the Lord Alfred has signs everywhere saying, we are the home of the Dolphins. So clearly oh. the LA's gone, gap in the market. Maybe we, and particularly for, you know, people from Redcliffe who maybe, you know, they don't go to Caxton Street every second weekend, you know, maybe a couple games a year. Yeah, the Caxton's big. If they can go, righto, we, we've got members tickets. We're here, you know, most weekends. 
LA is going to be our guy, then that's going to be awesome. So, you know, take your pick. Caxton for the Broncos, LA for the Dolphins, or Caxton Street Brewing for the for the in-betweeners. Jay, Neil, Simon, and Will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we forgot to mention the in-betweeners cast are doing a live <laughs> Q&A at Caxton Street Brewing at Good Chat Comedy Club yeah, during the yeah. game. Terribly plain. Terribly plain. <laughs> Sold no tickets, but um, good honour for booking them. Oh. All right, super keen, guys. This is a massive, massive night for Brisbane. Historic, so make sure you do get amongst it. Absolutely. I'll be saying, uh, get, uh, what do we say? Get barked. Yeah, I'll be you screaming, be get fins up. Get barked, Bronx Nation. But uh, let us know what you're thinking and send us a pick from the game. This is going to be a night to remember in Brisbane City. going to be a blast. Adios. Let's go, Bronx.